Friends, welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Wild at Heart podcast. As you know, if you've been listening to us, we are in a name change, and we explained that back in our June 15th podcast. But in case you missed that, the quick short story is Ransomed Heart was not helping us as a name in the world at all. We had done an extensive survey and discovered that 90% of the people who are aware of our books, love our books, follow us in that way, had no idea we existed. Right. As an organization, Ransomed Heart has just had not any traction out there. And it's also brought a lot of confusion. It's, you know, these stories of packages being delivered to us to random parts and rancid (laughs) hearts and ran some med, a medical supply house and Anyhow, there was confusion and unhelpfulness, and we just kind of looked at each other and went, let's use the name that has millions and millions and millions of people actually recognize Right. Which is a wonderful thing, by the way, that millions do. So this is the Ransomed Heart Now Become the Wild at Heart podcast. But again, nothing else is changing. We're still who we are, and we're still doing what we're doing, and same folks you have come to know and love <laughs> over the years. So John and Stacy Eldridge back in the studio this week to continue part two of a series, a short series that we're doing about guarding our hearts. Yes. Especially in this hour on the earth when so much tension, so much stuff is swirling, so much emotion, and frankly, so much in the spiritual realm swirling around us. So what we were talking about last time was the fact that we all have a kingdom. Right. We all have a kingdom to govern, whether that is our home, our work, our car, our possessions, things that God has entrusted to us to take care of, including our body, and most importantly, the deepest treasure in the universe, our hearts. Yeah. We're meant to rule over our heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that idea of ruling and reigning is so deep in our vocation. It's so deep in our calling. Every human being is made for this. Genesis 1, Adam and Eve were created to rule, to reign, to govern. And then you go all the way through the story and you get to Revelation when humanity and the earth and the heavens are all restored and one again, we are told that we are ruling and reigning again right. in, in fullness. And in the meantime, I think God really is training us. I think a lot of the tough stuff that we go through in life and a lot of the promotions, frankly, too, the good things is teaching us to rule and to reign, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. govern a kingdom. Right. But especially the heart. Exactly. So we talked about Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart, but it's above all else. Yes. Guard your heart, for from it flows the wellspring of life within you. Yes. And then some other key verses where we talked about in John, where Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. So you're going to want to listen to the last Mm. week's one. But that idea of let not It's a mind blower. It really is. It's a big reorientation that your emotions, your experiences, your passions, and all the spiritual stuff that comes at you. Right, your reactions to things and the spiritual stuff. All of this does not actually get to rule you. Mm. When Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled, he's assuming we have a choice. He's assuming that there is a remnant in us of will 
and freedom to choose not to. And the reason that we are bringing this up is because we've noticed it in ourselves, we've noticed it in our friends, we certainly are watching it in the news and in the social reports that this is a tough time on the earth. And particularly last time we talked about fear. Yes. When you have billions of people making agreements with fear and all that goes around fear, whether it's fear of getting the illness or it's fear of where the economy is going, fear for your children, fear for your future, whatever it may be, you get billions of people agreeing with fear. I mean, it's thick. In you're the swimming atmosphere. in that suit, yes, right? Exactly. You, you are swimming mm -hmm. in that. And so, one of the translations of Proverbs four twenty three is with all diligence, yes, or vigilantly. Guard your heart, guard your heart. Don't let fear in. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Mm. And we recognize, we recognize that this is something that is it's not easy, but it's doable. And it is so wonderful when we do practice this yes. and grow in it mm -hmm. to get that out of our hearts, get it out of our minds, get it out of our households and not give way to that. So that was part one. And this week, we want to push into some of the deeper issues around this because it's not just fear. If only, mm. if only all we were dealing with was fear. Yeah, that'd be more than enough, actually. Right? It would be lovely when you begin to understand what else is going on yes. out there. Have you noticed, friends, have you noticed the polarization mm. around the pandemic, particularly now around those who are focusing and emphasizing restrictions and those who are focusing and emphasizing the opening up of the economy? And of you know just normal life again, those who are focusing on medical fears and concerns, let's call that concerns, and those who are focusing on economic concerns, and then you throw in there those who are focused right now on civil liberties, and we're not going to evaluate these camps. I just want you to notice the tension yes. between them. It's getting really thick. Right. right? It is getting really thick. And some of you may remember the story from last month about um, the woman in Staten Island who didn't have on a mask in the store, and, and they are required in Staten Island, but she wasn't wearing one. And she was so abused and assaulted and screamed at. Screamed at. Oh, and sworn at and really ugly and basically chased out of the store. It wasn't, it wasn't, excuse me, ma'am. You're supposed to be wearing a mask. It was it was hate. Yeah, and there's been a, there's been more stories like that. Yeah, there is a tension building. There is a simmering hostility mm -hmm. in the world. And friends of ours in another state made us aware of a friend of theirs who is because they're a public official involved in choosing when the restrictions are lifted yes. and how they're lifted. They have begun to receive death threats personally at their home right and so folks like are you do you see it do you feel it the oh my goodness you certainly see it in politics but in in the restrictions and the economy and yeah right the vitriol on on facebook should yeah. you dare come out yeah. and say an opinion there like whoo 
So we have been lovingly warning for more than a year now that hatred got released on the earth by the kingdom of darkness, like on a much higher level. And my goodness, you were seeing it, you know, in ISIS and terrorism and what's been going on in Syria and, and in the Middle East, but you've been seeing it in the racial tensions yes. and in politics and in the gender tensions yes. and in the university. And mm -hmm. there's just been this growing acrimony, this growing strife. There's always some real human issue. We're not going to blame everything on the enemy. But the enemy is the gasoline on the fire, mm -hmm. and there are real issues to be resolved politically and racially and socially. Yes, of course, in a marriage, you know, in a church, of course, there are issues that need to be addressed, absolutely, yes. in love. Mm -hmm. But what you're seeing on the earth prior to the pandemic was this kind of unleashing of, of hatred in the world, and certainly hatred against the saints by the enemy, just a higher level of accusation, I mm -hmm. think people have been living under and oh, yes. battling. Right, and then you go around the world and the amount of persecution yes. is just off the charts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the pandemic hits mm. and we all, you know, fear ushers in, fear comes sweeping in with that. People don't react well when they are fearful. Right. And hatred is really easy to default to. And we started noticing the interplay of these things. Mm. And then it got real personal. <laughs> I may have told the story of Stacy and I in the bathroom one evening, just going through our routine, you know, brushing our teeth and, and that sort of thing. Stacy washes her feet as part of her bedtime routine. It's really very darling. What do you mean? Doesn't everybody? Yeah. And she's been doing that. I remember the first year of our marriage, she would go into the bathroom and get her foot up in the sink. <laughs> Because we didn't have a bathtub, and she would wash her feet every night before she goes it's to bed. It's very biblical. Yeah, it is. And, of course, wearing sandals and Birkenstocks and that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyhow. So there we were. There we were. Bedtime routine. And I forget who said what, but there was a moment of tension in the bathroom, and then the gasoline hits the fire. And suddenly, there is just this rear, you know, in me, inside of me. I can feel it. I can feel this bait, this egging on, the enemy egging me on to hate this woman, right? And I, I remember thinking to myself, oh, dear God, please do not <laughs> quarantine me with this woman. Help me, Lord. And then I stopped. I'm watching all of this transpire in my heart in about three seconds. <laughs> so it's that fast. And there's the tension, then there's the gasoline, then there's that, you know, and massive agreements taking place in my heart. And I've stopped, thank God, the help of Jesus. And I said, whoa, 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 Jesus, what is this? And he said, this is acrimony. Mm. Uh, strife, divisionness, acrimony. And I said, oh, Lord, are you showing us what's coming in the world? And he said, yes, I am. Mm. And then two days later, it hit here in Ransomed Heart. And mm. this is an incredibly loving, gracious, mature group of people. But we were in a director meeting and discussing some high-level decisions and that sort of thing. And it got in again. And there was real legitimate issues to be worked through, but then there was the gasoline. Right. And this gasoline, this toxic waste, this poison 
gas of hatred, when the enemy brings it in, suddenly it was like, was back in the room, and it took prayer and conversation and further prayer and further conversation afterwards to get this thing out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so heads up, gang, guard your heart. Be vigilant in this hour. We're bringing this up because you're going to really need to practice this against hatred. This stuff, it's just rampaging around the world. And and actually, we're warned about this in Scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, Paul's writing, and he says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And you can just take social media, get on social media and say something that has a strong opinion to it and you're going to get all of that. Yeah. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to come back at you mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Right? Get into a political conversation. Just don't do it. <laughs> I'm just pointing out right. this is a very accurate description of our hour mm-hmm. and, and of the mood that's going on there. Yeah. And in Matthew 24... 10 through 13, it says, At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. I think it's describing the reality of hatred coming into the world, and even those who are trying to guard their hearts, it talks about because of the increase of wickedness, the provocation, it's the baiting, it's the, there is stuff to get upset about. Right. There are people acting like idiots, there, <laughs> right? Like There, it, we said it. It, it, yeah. it says because of the increase of all this, love will grow cold mm-hmm. on the earth. The love of most people will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So there's that vigilance that we're trying to talk about, mm-hmm. that guarding. The guarding of your don't heart. let this in. Yes, yes. Folks, I know, I know, it's swirling. So some personal stories. We have a family vacation that we had been planning for more than a year. And it's one of those rare opportunities we can get the whole family together, and we've rented a big, beautiful VRBO house and all that. And then the pandemic hits, and it looks like we're losing that vacation. And the VRBO house was very expensive. And I understand I understand this isn't about any of that, but I'm describing what happened was they said, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't get your money back. It's too late. And... And what comes up in my heart in a moment is, oh, well, you know those reviews that they have underneath each of those houses? Yeah, just wait. You just wait. I'm getting on to describe, golly, during the pandemic when things were being canceled and it was, we couldn't travel, you know, yada, yada, these people wouldn't. And I'm like, yikes, John, 
I mean, again, in about three seconds, I'm ready to fry these people online right. with a scathing review. Right. Entering into the spirit of hatred, entertaining stuff. it ourselves. It's yeah. that stuff. Driving to record the podcast this morning. There was a guy, neighborhood guy, with a cute, big, chubby neighborhood lab, letting his lab take a dump where he shouldn't be letting his lab oh, take no. a dump. And I'm ready to rebuke him. I'm ready to say, hey, come on, get your dog on a leash. What the heck, man? You know, just And I, the windows of my truck are rolled down and I'm going 45 miles an hour. I mean, really, John, you're going to pull over and talk <laughs> to this guy? Like, this is what I'm talking about. This stuff is so close. It's like, literally like the air around us. Like we are in this all around us. Oh, I, I know that people are relating to this because you know, it could be as simple as the noise the person that you're with makes while eating a banana. <laughs> By Particularly. The way, you, sh you should never eat a banana next to someone who's not, by the way. But <laughs> but that that just can send you over the moon, uh, right? Yeah. Or bigger things like, you know, going to the political area, that's fraught with fire. It's not a mild thing of, you know. This well, I'm getting emails are you? from mature believers, mature people who are foaming and frothing and venting over, you know, something Trump did or something the Democrats said or what the health officials have or haven't done, and right? And they don't realize that when you're entering in to that level of contempt or despising yes. whoever, yes. whatever, that you're actually opening the door. Yeah. And agreeing with hatred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, there are often, most often, there are issues. But then it's the gasoline on the fire. Yes. And you do not want to partner with this stuff. You do not want to open the door of your heart in this moment to anything that feels like acrimony, division, hatred, contempt, resentment, just that whole cluster of toxic ways. Right, right. You know, I just acknowledge that when we do it, sometimes it can actually feel good. Like... Not only does it feel good, it feels justified. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. It feels totally appropriate, right? That's the bait. Right. And you were telling me a few weeks ago, you were reading on, I think, the word temptation, and it was bait? No, actually, it's offense. Oh. <gasps> Offense oh my gosh. means bait. And it's the whole thing of the bait of Satan to come on and take up an offense against someone. There you go. The, the spiritual picture is that you've entered a cage, taken the bait, and it is closed around you. Yes. Yeah. You've taken the bait. You've gotten sucked into the temptation right. Right, of offense mm -hmm. or resentment. And again, often fear behind it, fear over the economy, fear over our work, fear over our, our nation or the world, or fear of medical concerns or fear, you know, and then strong opinions leading to offense, right. resentment, and right. some form of hatred getting in. And dear friends, we're we're just trying to put words to this, first off, because we're aware of it. Mm -hmm. Like we're having to battle it and kick it out of our hearts. Yes. Like I kick this out of my heart. Yeah, repent you know? actually of it. Yeah. yeah. And to be vigilant, like you can't even toy with this in this hour 
right? This is just not an environment we're in right now that you can dabble in these waters. Mm -hmm. Like the riptide is so strong, you step in ankle deep, it's going to take you. Right. And we're not saying you can't be concerned mm -hmm. about things. Nope. What we're saying is you have to guard your heart that it doesn't then swallow hook, line, and sinker the hatred that's swirling in the air. Yeah, right. The bait to hatred and offense and resentment and scathing reviews and rebuking people yes. or, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, even the mask thing, you know, the whole yes. time, the whole time of the mask thing. And it was different state to state and even county to county. And and yet you could feel the contempt yes. of people. Right. Both ways, by the way. You know, those who didn't, you know, felt the freedom not to wear a mask had contempt towards those who were giving way, you know. Right. And then those who were wearing masks, contempt towards those. And it's just one example mm -hmm. of hundreds mm -hmm. in this. Um, so let's go back to the beauty of our calling. Yes. Matthew 5, starting in verse 43. You have heard it was said, love your neighbor hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who make your life hard. Mm. Pray for those who make your life unnecessarily hard. Pray for those who make your life frustrating, okay? Pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. This is so good. It's just so contrary to the world. It's such a beautiful invitation. Oh, it is. In Luke 6, 27 through 30, it says, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you and bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. It's so beautiful. There's just something so wonderful about the kingdom of God yes. and the way it operates. Yeah. Love is the economy yeah. of it the kingdom. It feels freeing just reading those verses. Doesn't it just it? frees my heart, my soul. Yeah. It does. Yeah. This is where you want your heart to live and to camp. This is what we agree with in our hearts. This is what we open our hearts to as a defense against the other, yes. right? And to just forgive those who are exasperating, forgive those who are saying really dumb things online, forgive those who are doing things, enacting policies, choosing personal behaviors that you don't agree with, mm -hmm. and that may be making your life very, very hard, mm -hmm. very difficult. We forgive, we bless, yes. we pray for them, mm -hmm instead of taking the bait into the swirling vortex of hatred right now on the earth. Prior to all of this, I was spending some time in 1 John, and I was really stunned. You know, I, I've read it a bunch over the years, but mostly in pieces. You know, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, one. right? Yes. To forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I learned that verse almost 50 years ago as a young Christian. and But as a whole, the letter of 1 John 
is a letter about this. Because as he begins to build his case, he's talking about the power of love. Mm. He who lives in love lives in God, and God lives in him. Like that's that's where he's trying to get to. Dear children, he's an older saint, and he's writing to his his friends and his disciples. He says, Dear children, let us love one another. Mm. But then as he builds that case, he gets into, he says, You must understand that many antichrist spirits have gone out into the world. And he begins to kind of open up the spiritual realm and saying, Look, you are living in a gnarly time. And there is darkness, and it's trying to bait you into hatred and death. Mm. So he begins to equate hatred with death and love with life. Ah, and so go. that's it. The whole letter is about life and death and love and hatred. So let me read from chapter two. He says, Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have heard since the beginning. The old command is the message you've heard, and yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in Christ and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. So here's what he begins to unpack. He says, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there's nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They don't know where they're going because the darkness has already blinded them. So you see the fight for the human heart there, and you see the high stakes, and that's where we are. That's where we are now on the earth. And in this series, we just wanted to begin to expose and name some things, just bring some clarity to this is what we are all having to stand mm -hmm, against. Mm -hmm. And to, to stand against it by saying no. No, in the name of Jesus, no to hatred. I'm not going to entertain it. Yes. I'm not allowing it in my heart. Yes. And I invite your kingdom, yeah. your life, your love to fill me. There you go. There you go. So I think that's the weapon right now is we literally invoke love into our kingdoms. Yes. So you have a realm. It's an apartment or a household. It's your work, your, you know, the places that you have influence, your family, your church. Whatever your mission, your ministry, you have a realm, and in your realm, you can say, here, love rules. I am commanding love in this kingdom, love in my domain, beginning with my own internal kingdom, my mm -hmm. own heart, the kingdom of my heart. And so the power of invoking love. Mm. And then I've also had to say, I banish hatred. Yes. I banish hatred from my heart. Mm -hmm. I banish hatred from my home. We, we've had to banish it from our marriage. Mm -hmm. Not that we hate one another, we don't, but it's trying to get in. Right. So I banish hatred. You cannot come here. I've been literally banishing hatred from my heart. I banish hatred. I banish hatred from our marriage, from our friendships, from our kingdom. I Everywhere I have dominion, I banish hatred and I invoke love. Yes. And we've talked about this. I know that some of this is repetition, but repetition is good <laughs> because we all forget yes. and need reminding. In this hour on the earth with the rampaging prince of hatred trying to do such harm, commanding 
the love of Christ against hatred. Now, I realize that we make choices to love human beings. Those are internal choices. But when you're dealing with the foul spirits of the kingdom of darkness, you have to command against them. You don't love them. That's, you know, we love human beings, but I command the love of God. I bring it, however you want to say it. I invoke the love of God in all of its power and glory, the strongest force in the universe. God is love. I invoke the love of God against the powers of hatred for me, for my household, my family, if you have one, for my work, my relationships, my realm, like you will need to do serious business with this because you're seeing it. The acrimony is growing and the tension's growing. And I, I don't think this is going to go away real quickly. So this is an hour to guard our hearts and to invoke love, command love, banish hatred. We insist in the authority of Jesus, we command that love reigns in our realms. And then we invoke love into the world. Mm. We pray for the world. Yes. We pray and invoke, may the love of God come and saturate our communities. May the love of God pour into the world. We want to see that happen. Absolutely. I love what you said, that love is the most powerful force in the world. It is. In the universe. It is. And as believers, we are called to a more excellent way. Yes. The way of love. I love this verse in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. I love that. Really hope this is helpful, friends. This is part two, and we'll come back next week with a third installment in How to Guard Your Heart in this hour on the earth. Yeah, so we bless you. We, we do. Bless you we in bless love. you all, and we love you.